the promised prince, Brian Pillman Jr. Now, here's the inside scoop. If you aren't listening to the Wrestling POV podcast, then you are not quite in the know, and I'm in the know, and I know that they're talking about me, Brian Pillman Jr., the clearly the fastest rising star in independent wrestling history. So head on over to the Wrestling POV podcast. Thank you all very much. Who's Sean in the Riot Squad? Marty Jannetty is at it again. And in the hot tag news, Twisted Sister Alexa Bliss in an all new edition of Wrestling POV Podcast. break rick we got a break yeah somewhat 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 still had four days of wrestling <laughs> had to watch instead of three days of wrestling now, i will i will but not bad i will jump into this real quick um i'm your host tony diaz with rick's around the third and our intern Miguel cole hey, people now and i want to talk about this now instead of later on but the fucking aew fanboys are going nuts <laughs> because AEW broke a million views on their show. Now I was I was gonna jump in on this conversation and you know just start shit up and everything, but I was like, nah, nah, I'll wait for the show. But um, um, when uh when they posted it and then everybody was just getting on their shit, and well, they were like, well, let's hear the WWE fanboys now. Now what? Now what? I'm like, are you fucking serious <laughs> right now? Number one, you motherfuckers, not in, even in competition with uh, WWE. That's number one. Yep. If, if, if yep. they were still on Wednesdays with WWE, with NXT, they would still be like in the 700 to 800,000 views. For sure. But they were like, yeah. oh my, oh, see, we told y'all AEW is better. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, you got to be fucking kidding me. With that atrocious pay-per-view that they just had, which is supposed to be, <laughs> which is supposed to be their WrestleMania. Okay. They, uh, I, it was so bad. I'm, I'm like, oh my they God. They went all out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet they did. You know? And, um. It just, I was just laughing so hard because of the simple fact that these guys, they were like, see, we told y'all WWE sucks. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want to seem like we're bashing AEW all the time, even though it does seem like it does. But the here's the deal. I don't know about we. <laughs> but here's the deal. <laughs> we call it as we see it. If WWE is bad, we're going to say that WWE is bad. If AEW is bad, we're going to say AEW is bad. If NXT is bad, we're going to say NXT is bad. But um, it's... it's, (laughs) Fucking laugh. I'm like, give me a break. I've been saying for a while now that I want AEW to be successful. Because that just makes WWE go harder and become a lot better. Exactly. My my one thing is uh, the way they are handling... 
they're instead of just being AEW, they're trying so hard to come at exactly. WWE, and that's I've been saying it for a long time. That's their biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I I say it over and over again about TNA Impact because the best years they had, they were just being yeah. themselves. Yeah. When things got worse, is when Bischoff and Hogan got there, and uh, mm-hmm. this other lady, uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> Dixie uh, Carter. Dixie Carter. When she got there, it mm-hmm. was just like, okay, now we're going to try to compete with WWE. Yeah. And that's where your biggest uh, downfall exactly. is. Exactly. You know what? I couldn't agree with you more. And the reason why I say that, and I shouldn't have said that. That sounds so dumb to me to say that. But the reason why I'm, I say that is because <laughs> of the simple fact that look at what ECW did. ECW was being themselves. Okay? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. They were. And they set themselves apart from WWE. And... The thing of it is exactly what you just said. The minute WWE bought them out, it wasn't ECW no more. That feeling wasn't there yeah. no more. They tried, and there was there were times where I was like, okay, I like it, but it was it became more damaging as time went on when the WWE owned them. So I agree with you. I yeah. really do. But again, you got to look at Ring of Honor too. Look at New Japan. They don't take jabs at WWE. They don't. True. They, they might have maybe set a glitch maybe uh, in Ring of Honor, but they would never like imitate it. They wouldn't say anything bad, but they would just say, and we're better than the other competition. That's as far as I've ever heard Ring of Honor go. Same thing with New Japan. They're their own separate thing altogether. I've never heard New Japan talk about WWE as being a bad company or whatever. And then we look at this, what happened this past Wednesday, you know, with Rusev, a.k.a. Yeah. Or no, it's Miro, a.k.a. Rusev. Uh, he, all, his whole promo was a jab at WWE. It's like, you know, yeah. you wanted to set yourself apart, but then now you're you're taking jabs? Really? Really? Really, dude? Yeah. Really? Come on, man. Your wife still works there, dude. <laughs> The wife still works there, and they're not letting her go. So you're gonna burn the bridge Um, for her, you know? Do you think that would hurt her? I mean, she hurt. She's been hurt herself. That's true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) But they're trying with her, man. They they got they are being very patient with her, and I don't think honestly, I don't think it's gonna last that long. I don't. No, I really don't. Um, but also uh, for more uh. Feedback on the All Out pay-per-view. Make sure you guys check out our new show, Wrestling POV Aftermath, mm-hmm. where after a pay-per-view, you guys you can catch either me, Tony, Tom, TJ, or uh, Elio. And, and what about me? <laughs> no, never we <Miguel. laughs> Oh, fuck you. Oh. But uh, you can catch us on uh, Wrestling POV Aftermath, and we discuss the aftermath of the pay-per-view. I mean, whoever came up with that name... It's a genius. <laughs> Pay him extra. Jesus. All right. You know what? Shall we go on with the show? We've been babbling on for a few minutes. Let's get into the show. All right. So let's get into our Facebook uh, page. Uh, the Who Sean this week is uh, the Riot Squad. Uh, Rick, yeah. can you tell us why you picked this duo? Yeah. You know, um, since the duo destroyed the Iconics, um, I think. Them now coming together and going for the tag team goal. I think it's time to ask that question. I mean, the Riot Squad was a trio once upon a time, and now they're a duo. Yeah. Now it's just time to pick mm-hmm. at it. Who is the Sean of this tag team? 
And, you know, I think what a lot of people are not understanding is how good Ruby Riot was before she got to WWE. Right. I don't think people understand who she was as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, she's one of the best, and, and WWE went all out <laughs> and tried to sign her. And yeah. WWE usually doesn't sign people like her. Right. Tattoos, funky color mm-hmm. hair, or yeah, piercings, they're and stuff not like really that. Into women with tattoos like she has. No, they're not. And they went after mm-hmm. her because she has the it. it. Yeah. She has the it factor. Yeah. She's very talented in the ring. Now you look at somebody like Liv Morgan, who for a long time, let's not forget, was a ripoff of Carmella, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like. She was. Everybody was like, "Well, she's from Jersey. This one's mm-hmm. from Staten Island. They act the same." First of all, first of all, people don't put New York <laughs> and New Jersey <laughs> in the same fucking atmosphere because New York would always fucking win, all right? Um, but that's what they yeah. did. They did. Oh, they're both blonde and they're both from New York, New Jersey, tri-state mm-hmm. area. Um, one was dating Big Cass. One was dating Enzo. Oh, shit, that's right. And uh, I about that. nobody was behind Liv Morgan no. until she got to the Riot mm-hmm. Squad. And now you got the blue tongue and you got the little rebel, the teenage Almost attitude Harley is what Quinn-esque. they were saying with her. Yes. Um, but did she really stand out as a wrestler hmm. in the Riot Squad? And I have to say no. I think the character itself brought out a lot more mm-hmm. ruby riot i mean it was named after her, yeah. right that, that has to tell you something right. um and sarah logan of course uh she was kind of in the background mm-hmm. but Liv morgan's character was what rose her to the top and then when they try to put her on a solo run it kind of just i don't know it was just bad story writing or she just couldn't pull off what they were trying to do for her yeah um and then when it comes to the relevance, the the relevance of Liv Morgan without Ruby Riot, she's not really anything unless you think of the Elimination Chamber, yeah. you know. Well, see, but that's <laughs> that that's where I think that's where she really stood out, and not only because the one yeah. part is in the book, uh, <laughs> but she did stood out. She was getting a bit of a pop. Um, my opinion uh, with Ruby, especially, I hate the name, by the way. Because I always fuck it up. Ruby Wyatt. <laughs> See, I couldn't even do it then. But um, she, I don't know. With her, there's something about her. Very talented. I'm not going to take that away from her. She is talented in the ring. But there's something off about her. I don't see her doing a really good heel. And I don't see her being a really good baby face either. There's something missing. And we, you've heard me say this many times on the show about um about acting like a wrestler instead of being that wrestler that's what i see yeah. in ruby a lot is that she acts like she's okay. a heel or she'll act like she's a baby face there's something is there's something not believable with it to for me to shit to say she stands out even though they did name that group after her um i think yeah. the reason why they did is because of her look she's different um that, but I think that's about it. But there's nothing in there that I see Ruby as a breakout star. I see it more in Liv. Okay. And she she um, 
demonstrated that a little bit. Um, something went, went wrong because I don't think they used her right. Um, they oh. tried. I think it was working. Like I said, the Elimination Chambers when she really shined, in my opinion. If that would have been Ruby's spot, would she have been able to do that too? I don't I don't know. I'm going to say no. If I had to pick the who Sean of the group, I have to go. I'll go with uh, Liv. Only because I do see more potential in her than I do Ruby for some reason. Um, now, let me ask you this, Tony. Mm-hmm. Do you think you see that because the WWE conglomerate made this as the picture-perfect wrestler? You know how Hulk Hogan was the physique that they wanted? Yeah, he is had the shape of a Liv champion. Morgan, yeah, is Liv Morgan, the blonde hair, the body, the looks... Is that what they WWE used as the goal for being a top women's wrestler? Do you think that stands out? Is that is that part of your decision making, or is that part of what people are looking at with her? No, I mean I don't know. There's something about Liv. I mean, I, I tell you this much: her downfall though is her promos. Her promos, she yes. does struggle a lot with her promos. How WWE presented her, though, um, she, I could tell she was trying to make it her own. It was working uh-huh. a little bit, but what was your question? <laughs> it was like WWE has this model of uh-huh. what it's what is a, su- a successful women's wrestler, uh-huh. and Liv Morgan takes that. You know, she's the blonde yeah. hair, she got the body, she got the looks. Is that why you are looking at as Liv no. Morgan as the breakout star? Because that was, because that is what is normal right, for right. us, you know. No, I think I think now in professional wrestling we're trying to break out of that, yeah. but it's kind of difficult for us lifelong fans that are just like, yeah, but yeah, but Liv Liv looks like a champion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is that is there any part of that 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 Stands with no, you, or no, you're because just overall you, you got to think about it too. Look, who's Raw champion before? You know, Becky Lynch. Who's Raw champion now? Oscar. Yeah. Who's SmackDown champion? Bailey. Who's tag team champions for a yeah. while? Oscar and I mean uh, Sasha and Bailey. So you know the the yeah. blue eyed blonde hair thing. That's I, I think that's a thing of the past. To be honest, if you can grab that brass okay. ring, like they the cliche says, they they're gonna go with it. And I think with Liv, they tried that with her. Um, yeah, because they did see something in her. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think she can do it. It's just her promo work is atrocious and she needs to work on that. She yeah. really needs to like, it's not believable when she talks and she, you can tell, I can tell at least she gets very, very nervous cutting a promo. Like you can see it more in her lips. Yes. Definitely. Like, she, yes. like the shaking sometimes happens in her lips and that's her being well, nervous. She definitely also has what I have, which is an underbite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that definitely stands out there when she's talking. (laughs) But, I I mean, I don't know. Maybe her nervousness might be a blessing to her because um, Uh sometimes it was. Because if you do a promo with emotion, a lot of times that does work, but it doesn't work all the time. Yeah. With Liv, like I said, I can definitely see her not as a top star, but I definitely could see... She can do it on her own. 
I don't I don't see Ruby being able to do it on her own. You know, it's kind of weird. Just like how we said about the iconics. It's gonna be really, yeah. really hard to see um Peyton Royce as a single star because we're so because her and Billy Kay together are so good together that we can't see them apart. And I think that's the problem yeah. Ruby's gonna face eventually when she goes solo. It's 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 hard. That one's hard. But I, in my opinion, the Who Sean of this group, I don't see Ruby as that. I see it more in Liv. I think Liv can definitely okay. shine. Uh, and I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from Ruby because she. I know she can do it. But I see more in Liv. What's your final answer? All right. I, I my final answer is I'm going with Ruby. I think, like I said, she has it. She has. She can talk. She can wrestle. She has this distinctive look mm-hmm. that uh, separates her from everybody else. Um, and she got the years. You know, Liv Morgan hasn't been doing this as long as Ruby. And um, honestly, I think uh, WWE, if they decide to split them up again mm-hmm. and push Liv over her, I think they're making a mistake. I think they're making a mistake now pushing Peyton over Billy Kay. Um, but who's a to say Billy Kay that. doesn't get a good run on SmackDown? We'll see. Yeah. Um, we went to our polls, and who's Sean? Liv Morgan. 66% of the people went with Liv Morgan. Oh, wow. 33% went with Ruby Riot. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and speaking of who's Sean, let's go into our good, old, semi-crazy friend, Marty Janetti. Oh, my God. He is at it again. Um, I don't know. According to, um... Marty Jannetty, the whole uh, I killed this dude uh, was part of a wrestling storyline. He denies it and says he didn't think he would get all this recognition. Uh, Do you think uh, Marty should stay off social media uh, before we get our thoughts? Matt Novak, um, our correspondent over in the UK, posted a picture with himself. And Marty With With what? With Marty, like yeah, with with Marty, um, he also so, went on to uh, two say, crazy guys in the same picture. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, he went on to say that uh, the guy clearly needs help, and uh, a lot of it seems to be a face to keep us keep his persona. Social media always ends bad as it is easy to twist things, etc. But he definitely needs to get it, uh, give it a break. I agree. Uh, Josh Sanders came out and says, no keeping more clues or no, no keep giving more clues on this wrestling kayfabe storyline plot twist to the story. He gets arrested in real life. Uh, Rob Campbell, uh, responded to, uh, Josh and said, Marty Jannetty needs help. He's in his own delusional head. He seriously needs help. Josh Sanders responded, could get very interesting. Uh, Rob Campbell finally said, it's not kayfabe. He doesn't work for anybody, so next. Billy Jack Haynes, uh, Hayes stated he witnessed the murder, too. I guess that's a storyline, too. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I never heard about anybody uh, witnessing a murder. I never heard about uh, Billy Jack Haynes doing that. Really? So why are they bringing that up? I mean, it's funny because I have him on Facebook, so it's like I didn't see any. He didn't post anything about it. So I, wouldn't... I mean, well, he probably has sense. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wonder where he... That's weird that he's involved in this, though. It's interesting. Weird. Weirdly interesting. But, uh, I don't know. If we find something else, we'll obviously report it. We'll post it. 
But that's new with Billy Jack Hayes. Um, uh, what's your, Rick, what's your final thoughts on the whole Marty? My final thought on this is that Marty Jannetty is really crazy. Like, this is like, he's out of his mind. Yeah. He needs help. Like, this guy is, I don't, what I is don't he know. doing? Is, is he trying like, to bring attention to himself? I, I, absolutely. I mean. You know, I mean, but because I always say, a lot of the old school wrestlers, they always try to stay relevant. If they're not a Stone Cold Steve Austin, if they're not a Shawn Michaels, if they're not an Undertaker type character, they got to find a way to make themselves relevant. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. And I've said this many times on the show that um, when when they get an offer to appear on WWE television or even AEW for that matter or even New Japan, I'll give them that. That it does rise their stock. Okay. I said it with the uh, Rock and Roll Express. When they got inducted to the Hall of Fame. It upped their stock. It upped their value. Um, They became NWA champions. It uh, rise their uh, value even more. So, I mean, is he doing this to try to get more value out of himself? I mean... He had people, the cops coming after him. <laughs> <laughs> because I always say this, uh, no matter what, no matter how twisted, no matter how fucked up, their character or themselves or the story that they're trying to bring them to themselves can be. There's always that one idiot that'll say, I'll put you on my show. Yeah. There's, no matter what, you can't, you can't deny that. No matter what. Like, we'll use Marty in this case. He threw out the fact that murdered somebody. And does, Yo, that's messed up. You know, if, if I owned the show, I wouldn't want him on my show. Yeah. But there's going to be somebody that will put him on the show because there is people out there that entertain this type of stuff. Can that guy so, even walk anymore? Like, like who would want to <laughs> see this dude wrestle? Yeah. Well, Jimmy Snooker wrestled into his late 70s. So yeah, what does that it, tell you? But Jimmy Snooker had this je ne sais quoi about him. He had yeah. this robotic walk. Like, you know, like it but, wasn't. But think of it. That, that's true. But think of it this way. Growing up as a kid, idolizing Jimmy Snooker, okay? Of course, his memorable moment was jumping off that steel cage. I was there. Yeah. When he jumped off that steel cage onto Don Morocco at Madison Square Garden. I went Irish sheep there. <laughs> <laughs> and and he did that. That was his iconic moment ever. Could have been a WrestleMania moment. They did that at WrestleMania. If they had a WrestleMania then. But watching him throughout the years after that cage jump. Obviously he did it before. I know people. But jumping off the top rope. Doing that big splash. That's what we grew up watching. As time went on. He got older. He jumped off the second rope. Okay, we'll still take it. We'll still take it. And then, but he would add the headbutt to it instead of the splash. Okay, we'll take it. I'll take it. And then as he even got even older, he jumped off the bottom rope. <laughs> but then he made it into a headbutt. Didn't even dive. Couldn't dive. Couldn't do it. And then he did the headbutt. Didn't do the splash. He said, "What the splash?" But what does Marty Jannetty have? What does Janetti huh? have? What does Janetti have? That's well, equivalent no, I'm to that. I'm just saying, as he got older, he couldn't do shit. And, and it's like, is it really worth watching Jimmy Snooker now? He ain't going to do shit. <laughs> 
Speaking he of, he, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You're bringing Jimmy Snook up? He fucking murdered somebody. So, <laughs> is Marty Jannetty trying to be... He the, actually did. Yeah, is Marty Jannetty trying to be the fucking Jimmy Snook of the wrestling world today? Is Probably. that Is that what's... Probably. Marty, it didn't end well for Snooker. No. Jeez, no. Louis. I mean, he did get a Hall of Fame out of it. at the same time, though... Look at look at Marty Jannetty comparing to somebody like Jimmy Snooker is no comparison. Yeah. So he's got Marty's got to do something to to make himself somewhat relevant. I mean, he's only famous for the barbershop scene. That's it. Yeah. He hasn't really done much. Yep. Okay. And even after his, uh, after that incident, that famous barbershop scene, he didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Nothing really happened to him. Is he gonna? I don't know. That dude's off his rocker. That's all I got. That's just crazy. Uh, uh, off his rocker? Yeah. Uh, That's right. Uh, That's how I roll in the Shire. That's how I roll. Mr. Rick, yeah, didn't you me, write that took, down? Took, took well, me a while to come up with that. I, Shut up. I, I, I did. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if anybody else have any more comments or questions, post it on our Facebook page and uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We got a Facebook page. We got other things, too. But we'll talk about it if you want. Um, With that being said, it is time to go over the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away. All right. And before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. (laughs) Speaking of The Rock, Don Morocco turned 71 years old. Yes, he did. He is now also active on social media, Facebook mainly. He doesn't. I can tell he doesn't really get into it. He he goes on live once in a while, and uh, he's pretty cool actually. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of not pretty cool, Matt Morgan, the mayor, turns forty-four years old. Why you say that? Because Matt Morgan is just not. <laughs> it's just something about him I just don't like. Really? I don't like the way he talks. Um, <laughs> you know, um, for a while there, I was behind him when he was doing doing his TNA run, and then mm-hmm. he just got old, and then really? he just ugh, he just keeps talking about how he's seven feet tall. Like you have to have more <laughs> to that. I mean, that's big cast. You need to have more than just being yeah. seven feet tall. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, happy birthday, Matt Morgan. Um, Paul Heyman. <laughs> Turns 55 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, how the old walrus. is that in walrus years? <laughs> um, wow. And, you know, this is shocking because Paul Heyman just turned 55, and my next guy mm-hmm. turns 56, and that is Raven. Wow. <laughs> right? Holy shit. Yeah. First of all, wow. Raven looks like he's 70. He, um, yeah, he does. And uh, But I will tell you <laughs> this. I was huge. Behind the flock. I was a huge yeah. Raven fan. I love the Raven effect, DDT, all that stuff. I love, quote, the Raven mm-hmm. Nevermore. Um, but, yeah. 56. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, Sarah Logan turns 27 years old. No shit. The mother-to-be, yeah. Wow. 27. Yeah. I think her wrestling days are done, in my opinion. I don't think so. Oh, you don't? You I don't think so. Back? No, yeah, I think we'll see her back. They liked her in WWE. Yeah, they that's did. why they released her. That's why they released her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of a classic, Wendy Richter turns 59 years old. Wendy? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. 
I don't know why. I thought she was older. You know, I would love it if we had an episode where it was just Tony Diaz saying the name Wendy Richter and Ruby Riot for like an hour straight. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Like, like you people don't see this, but I see the struggle Tony goes. Like, he paused and it was like, Wendy Richter. Ruby <laughs> riots. Like he, he he's enunciating everything so I'm he can get have to. <laughs> and last damn tongue twisters. Last but certainly senile, Fuckers. superstar Billy Graham turned seventy seven years old. The superstar Billy now, Graham. Tony, I, I left this last purposely because okay. who should stay off social media more? And we gotta make this into a poll. Who should stay off yes. social media more? Superstar <laughs> Billy Graham or Marty Janetti? <laughs> um, I think the severity <laughs> of what Marty Janetti does and says, I think it's him. Yeah. At least with, with Superstar, he could be a dick. It's like, dude, shut up. But he was say he murdered people yeah. to get attention. Um, so I got to go with Marty Janetti. For sure. I mean... Uh... It's a tough one, though. That is definitely yeah. tough, and, I, and I'm very intrigued to hear what the listeners have to say about that one. Who, <laughs> um, and if that, you haven't checked them out, interesting. definitely check out what Marty Janetti writes. Every almost every day, he has a new post. And superstar, <laughs> when he gets annoyed at somebody, he's definitely coming at you hard, hard. Yes, that's true. That's what he does. That is true. Um, with that yeah. being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Alright, WWE, once again, started cutting motherfuckers out of there, <laughs> off the yeah. team. WWE yeah. fired up to 70 people. Yeah. Um, well, some were furloughed, I heard. Yes, and, uh, but uh, amongst them, Gerald Briscoe, who has been working yeah. for the company for 36 years, and IRS, Erwin R. Scheister. Uh, oh, after 14 years as a producer, um, mm-hmm. and amongst others, there are a couple of other producers that were let go, and also they're letting mm-hmm. go of travel employees and live mm-hmm. event employees and sales mm-hmm. employees. So it looks like WWE is not looking at doing any kind of traveling anytime soon. So no. they they figure, hey, let's uh, let's be cost effective and cut these people out during a pandemic. Yeah. You know, um, business-wise, it's the smart thing to do. Mm. Humanely-wise, it's kind (laughs) of douchey. Um, Well, I mean, think of it this way, too. These guys are losing out on money. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the ones that were let go. I'm talking about the wrestlers themselves. Yeah. These house shows, they make extra money doing these house shows. So, you know, I mean, unless you're... You're an Undertaker or a Roman or AJ Styles type character. I mean, you you pick and choose if you want to go to these house shows because they make a, just enough good money as anybody else. But the rest of the guys, you know, the under talent, and I'm not saying that disrespectfully, but the under talent, they they need those house shows because that they make extra money doing those. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's sad. Don't get back to house shows. I think. But yeah, At they some will. Time, not, not till next year. Yeah, but let me ask you this, Tony. Uh, Gerald mm-hmm. Briscoe, is that is that what? Are, what are your thoughts on him being let go? Okay. Okay. 
And I that say man, this, I, I, I mean, but I say this because Pat Patterson still has a job. Oh, you know what he does. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> the, like people, let me get this straight to you. Let me just give this out before you answer that, Tony, because uh-huh. Gerald Briscoe to me was the one that stood out more over him and Pat Patterson, you know? Yeah. When they had the yeah. whole little corporation thing. The rascals. Gerald Briscoe was so much entertaining than Pat Patterson. I agree. And when it comes to wrestling, you youngsters, go back. I think Gerald Briscoe and the Brit and his brother were more entertaining in the wrestling ring than that Pat Patterson guy mm-hmm. who was the first ever Intercontinental Champion. Most overrated Intercontinental Champion, in my opinion. My wow. POV. Um, and let's not forget the backstage shit that Pat Patterson does. That would make Fabulous Moolah look like a nun. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of animosity towards people like Pat Patterson. And I feel like if you're going to let go of anybody, he should have been gone a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Bingo! So, what, what's your take on, like, you... you you clearly said Gerald Briscoe, all right. But when it comes down to Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson, what's your thought? Well, I mean, you're breaking it down to careers versus what they do behind backstage. Um, career-wise, obviously, people would know more Pat Patterson than they would Gerald Briscoe himself. They, yes. For me, I just said it, too. The minute you mentioned his career, I said the Briscoe brothers because that's where he was good at. Um as far as backstage stuff, I mean, I, I agree with you, though. When they did the Rascals, is, is that the Rascals? Was that what they no, called the Rascals? Was... They were called something else, right? Yeah, the Rascals. Stooges. Yeah. Stooges, yep. Stooges. Um, I, I agree. I think Gerald stood out more than Pat Patterson did. Um, for me, it's like, okay, what are they doing for the company now? Honestly, in my opinion, because the way WWE's been lately, I mean, they're, they're creeping back up, which is good, but lately... If those guys were behind it, they both should have been let go. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know, why they keep Pat Patterson for is beyond me. Unless he has a different role in the back, I don't know. Uh, Gerald Briscoe, though, on the other hand, I, I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to see anybody let go, number one. But number two, if they let him go, I was just, oh, man, that's messed up. Okay. You know, yeah. I would I would have the same reaction if they got rid of Pat Patterson. Oh, okay. But now, when it comes to Mike Rotunda, IRS, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. both of your sons are employed. I mean, Bray Wyatt, who, what's his name? Uh, Not Bray Wyatt. Bo Dallas. (laughs) Jesus Christ. How's he still on the (laughs) roster? We haven't seen him. He, I, I'm shocked he's not let go. Yeah. But they let go AOB. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Unless they're doing something with him and Bray. I don't, I don't know, know. But uh, still, that's messed up. But think of it this way. Mike Rotunda, uh, what, did, what was he doing in the back? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know what his role was. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, producer, okay, what was he producing? You know, because nine times out of ten, each match that they have is done by a separate person yeah i i it's rare that one person will produce a couple matches unless they're really really good imagine being unless the producer were... for a squash match <laughs> <laughs> all right you're gonna go out there you're gonna get chopped one time and you're gonna get body slammed that's it <laughs> that's it 
I don't, I don't know, man. That's that, that's a tough one. Uh, Mike Rotund, I don't know. He was good as the IRS, obviously, and he was good as himself, Mike Rotundo. But um, yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> your sons are in it. That just be thankful they're not uh, <laughs> getting let go. I guess I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> it's not like he can't get a job somewhere else, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he can. I or mean, even if he was part of the bunch that was furloughed, they'll bring him back. Yeah. Or go to AEW. Um, speaking of Wipeout, <laughs> uh, John Cena will be the new host of Wipeout. And Cody Rhodes is going to be hosting one of the special judges of the Go Big Show. Yeah. Um, yep. So, uh, Cody and John Cena, both hosting yeah. game shows on TBS. <laughs> <laughs> Same network. Um, wow. Kind of weird. To see Cody doing this, um, especially yeah. with since Snoop Dogg, though. yeah, with Snoop Dogg, that's cool. Um, it gives AEW some pull. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, but does Cody have the charisma? You know what I'm saying to hold a position as that? Like, I don't look at Cody and says, "I'm going to be entertained by his hosting or judging abilities." You know, <laughs> I look at John Cena and say, "Yeah, he can do it." I look at the Miz and he say, can, "Yeah, he can do it." No matter what John Cena does, honestly, he does have character. Yes. I don't see that with Cody Rhodes. No. I really don't. I see Cody Rhodes, honestly, and I probably get a lot of heat on this, but I see Cody Rhodes as he's only pushing himself. Yeah. And he's trying, you know, seriously, I mean, he owns a company. So, yeah, he's going to push himself. So, I see him as very a very selfish, selfish person. Yeah, I do. I do, and with no character, I don't see the character that Cody Rhodes does. Now, but I, I will, I will say this though. I, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but I will say this: when he first left WWE, he had character. Yes, I'd say I will say that. But when um, when AEW was born or founded, or whatever you want to call it. That's when I really started to see Cody Rhodes for what he truly, really was. Was that he was about himself. Yeah. And he still is. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'll probably get heat for that. I honestly don't care. Let That's me, my opinion. Let me ask Fuck you this. Y'all. Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. and Kevin Nash, are they in the same atmosphere? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes, I do. Because think of it this way. When, when WCW negotiated to have... Kevin Nash on WCW, a lot of the contract was that Kevin Nash was like the head promoter. Yep. Or the head writer, or not writer, but uh, the HNIC. You know what I'm saying? So he was the head dude in charge. And he was. Because look at everything. Because everything that was going wrong with WCW, if you go back and if you hear some of these interviews from different wrestlers, they all said the same thing. Yeah, we had to bring it to Kevin Nash. Or, well, Kevin Nash didn't want to do it this way. Or Kevin Nash, you know what I'm saying? I was like, this motherfucker had that much pull? Put it this way. He put himself over Goldberg. Yep. He was wanted to be the one. And he got it. It got his way. So he had some kind of pull in WCW, and I'm pretty sure that was part of the contract. And he's no, I yes, Cody Rhodes and them and Kevin Nash, yeah, I put them in the same same uh, feeling, same thought <laughs> process. Got you. All right, well that's all the news I have. On to the rumors. 
All right, rumors WWE talent were told at a pre-Raw meeting they can continue to be on Twitch and YouTube as long as they use their real name and inform the company. Oh, there you go. There you go. So no more talk about that. <laughs> uh, Mercedes Martinez, her loss to Rhea Ripley on NXT, if, uh, spoiler alert, uh, to, to, <laughs> it was actually to end her run with NXT, clearing the way for a call-up as part of the retribution angle. So she might be part of retribution. Wow. What do you think of that? No. Yeah. No. I, 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 no? I, I totally disagree with that. I think... She has so much more to give because she didn't give much in NXT. It, no. And no, I agree. Uh, putting her with Robert Stone had potential, but you had her lose every freaking match. So, yeah. no, I, uh, no, no, absolutely not. I do not want to see Mercedes Martinez anywhere near Retribution. Um, she has yeah. a lot of work to do, Tony. She really, uh, I really wanted her to do well. Uh, not mm -hmm. because she's from New York, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she really uh, underwhelmed me uh, yeah. in her run it in was, NXT. It was funny. For Some people thought she was uh, married to uh, Damian Priest, who used to go by the name of Punishment Martinez. But uh, sorry, folks. No, that, that, I'm going to nix that rumor real quick because uh, she bats for the other team. So, <laughs> Not that yeah. there's anything wrong so, with that. So, uh, yeah. So just uh, if you thought that or if you were trying to spread that rumor, it's false. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, yeah, she bats for the other team. Uh, Hell in the Cell will be headlined by Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in a cell match. Okay. So, uh, it looks like this feud is going to be going on. Uh, I think something's going to happen at Clash of Champions, obviously, with Keith Lee. Um, uh, yeah, he's going to probably interfere some kind of yeah, way Yeah, I mean, he's been, his be matches have been interrupted by Drew McIntyre twice already. Um, yeah. so, yeah. uh, for sure... Uh, yeah, Keith Lee's gonna do something to get involved. Yeah, of course. And uh, finally, uh, word going around backstage is that the mystery woman in the vignette that aired on SmackDown is Carmella. Oh <laughs> boy! I mean, Yay. who didn't want to see Carmella? I know she went back to blonde. Oh yay! Ha! Yeah. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Yeah. That's all I got for the rumors. What do you got for injury? Um, Ivar took a pretty uh, messed up move on uh, his suicide dive on Monday Night Raw. Spoiler alert. He even, he even threw out the X. He threw the X a couple of times. He was like convulsing with that X. Um, but on serious mm -hmm. uh, no, um, they said it was a stinger. Uh, a stinger, Cervical yeah. injury. Um, but he will be fine. He's expected to make a full recovery. Um, but it's scary. Um, uh, when you get yeah. a, a stinger, uh, you get the shock in your system, and you just mm -hmm. you just get tingly all over. So you just don't really know uh, the, the the nature yeah. of the seriousness of it, that it has. Um, but I'm glad uh, it went well. I think people were more upset about the finish, which I thought was. Uh, kind of disrespectful to it, towards him uh mm -hmm. even after explaining that oh it was because of an, of an injury and they were yeah. just like well they could have handled the ending better i think michael cole going to replay and saying that he kicked out was stupid i think yeah. you don't need to do that i think yeah just leave it as is but you going to replay whoever 
<laughs> Maybe IRS produced that. Go to replay. <laughs> and they were Vincent, like, you know what? What are you doing? Fired. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, uh, hope Ivar gets back. Uh, maybe stop doing the dive for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just go back to doing what you do. So cartwheels and stuff like that. Don't, don't dive out the ring. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's all I got for I the I bet he won't be doing that for a while. For a long time. Even when he comes back. Because yeah. uh, I know they say, you know, always get back on the horse. But, um, or horse. <laughs> No, I mean, listen, man. Uh, It's but that's gonna be scary for one of those things. So, and I'll I'll give you guys a short story. Um, When I was going through my wrestling training, uh, you you take certain moves. Took a power slam, took a power Mm -hmm. bomb, clothesline, all that stuff. I I did that with no problem because I wasn't thinking, you know. Um, Yeah. Once you put the thought in your head or fear in your head, it's over. Um, It's over. When I was taking a choke slam, they unfortunately taught me wrong on how to take it. I Mm -hmm. uh, like got hurt. I put my arm down behind my back. I like tried to support myself, and it got really hurt. And I couldn't take a choke slam since because it's just Mm. like I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. Um, power slam, I'm fine with. Power bomb, I'm fine with. But it's just like the thought mm-hmm. of getting hurt, and uh, like my yeah. neck got stiff instantly because of that, mm-hmm. and uh, I was petrified. I was scared. Um, so it's definitely one of those things. Fear is a huge factor in wrestling, and sometimes turning off your brain is very difficult to do in wrestling. And uh, yeah. so hopefully Ivar is able to get back on that horse. And uh, do those dives again. But uh, just like I said, blessings to him. And hopefully he recovers in time and everything's good for him. Now, let me ask you a question, Rick. Yes. Because, you know, talking about this uh, triggered my mind. And uh, I want to know. And we might even put this out there, too, on our Facebook page. But should big men like him be doing things like that? Dives outside the ring or high-risk maneuvers that... uh, cruiserweights do or does it really bring up that wow factor because a big guy did it you know um they spoke about this on our giants episode of wrestling pov quarantine about big men and and what their capabilities are and Mm -hmm. how they have to do these acrobatics now to get a pop um right i think what happened was the storytelling of wrestling changed so drastically where it's like we need to see flips we need to see speed we need to see high Mm -hmm. flying and all that stuff and it's put a damper on the slower pace wrestling of giants and super heavyweights and stuff like that um and it put a lot of pressure on the heavyweights to have to do these things you know like we oh we gotta do this because we gotta get a pop um Mm -hmm. And it, it, it damaged wrestling. Um, unfortunately, I think that's where a lot of fans are looking at now. I want to see my right. big man do things that he shouldn't be able to do. And it puts a mm. lot of pressure on their bodies, on their minds. And uh, mm. I think it's damaging to the wrestling business, in my opinion. I think storytelling is a thing of the past. And I think the focal mm. point now is on what you can do for me now. You know. Well, I will say this. I do agree with you. Um, but, you, you know, like... The Undertaker, when he does that jump off the top rope and yeah. into the crowd. Undertaker's a big man to be doing that. Big E is another one that does a lot of high-risk maneuvers um, that maybe he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, to, 
you know, because that'll shorten his career real quick. Um, but unfortunately, Ibar, when he does that, I, I cringe. I'm like, or uh, even the other stuff that he does, it's like, oh, dude, be careful. Um, but you look at somebody like Otis. Have you ever seen Otis do a high risk maneuver? No. No. He's, and and I don't honestly, I don't think he ever will. Uh, no, they gave him the so, Vader bomb, which I thought was cool. They, yeah, they gave him the Vader bomb, which okay, that's that's fine though for yeah. some reason. But um, I don't see like his career would probably go a lot longer than I bars will. Probably yeah. a lot longer than Big E's will. Um, that's that's a tough one though because you're right. You know, the, everything is now it's it's about the pop. Everything now it's about trying to get that reaction. Everything now is like, oh, did you see him do that? Oh wow! And then, but then it gets repetitive because now you got to do it again. Yep. Because people want to see you do it again. Yep. Then, um, then you have to when people gets tired of you uh, doing that same move, they want to see something different. Yeah. So now you got to come up with something different, and then you get into this. It could mess up your psyche, your psyche. Yep. in your head and exactly what you said then all of a sudden if you get that fear like i can probably get hurt by doing this guess what then you're gonna get hurt if if your mind is telling you i could probably get hurt by doing this then don't fucking do it it's yep. not worth it it really is not worth it yeah so. and, and just and, curious and i'm gonna add this last part i know i said it was a short story but i got some more um okay. recently uh mr kennedy mr anderson said uh mm -hmm. Vince McMahon told him, stop doing the comedy stuff. And he yeah. said, why? And he's like, because you're going to be expected to do it every week. And comedy yeah. guys are second-rate wrestlers. You know? Mm. They're not seen as a serious thing. And Kennedy then said, well, what about The Rock? The Rock does it, and The Rock is the number one guy. And mm -hmm. Kennedy said, and then Vince said, well, when The Rock did that, he now had to do that. He had to stay consistent with it. So it adds a lot of pressure on you to do those things. So I kind of see the like the genius of Vince McMahon where he's just mm -hmm. like sometimes simpler things are better. And sometimes right. if you – because once you do something and it gets a huge pop, you're expected mm -hmm. to maintain that level of popness, let's say. So yeah. Ivar doesn't dive out the ring. You best damn believe you're going to do. Braun Strowman does that stupid fucking run around the <laughs> ring, that train shit. You best believe you're going to do that every fucking week. And what happens? People get sick of it. Now you got to do something bigger than what you did. Yeah. And now it, well, it's, to, it's risky, man. It is. But to go off of you about the whole uh, comedy skit, you know, look at the Iconics, though. Work yeah. for them. And, and almost the, every single match that they do... It's a comedy. There's a comedy skit in it, but I credit Billy Kay for that. Billy Kay does it more so than Peyton Royce. This is why I say, character-wise, Billy Kay shines more than than Peyton Royce. But Pil Billy Kay and I tip my hat off to her for being so green in the wrestling business. She still knows how to work a crowd. She does a lot of facial emotions. She still does a lot of character emotions in her wrestling, and it works for her. Does she, can she do it every single time in her matches? Yes, she can. Yep. And that's the difference. She can. It's unfortunate with Kennedy, you know, that he couldn't, you know, they were telling him, Vince, or Vince was telling him not to do it, and that's unfortunate because he probably could have been one of the guys that could probably do it every single week. For sure. And entertain and still be able to entertain people. Um, look at a comedian. 
a comedian, they got to end it there to be funny. It's comedy. And so do they got to do it every time they go on? Yes, they do. Yep. If they go on Jimmy Kimball or if they go Jay Leno's show when he was still around, when they were doing their interviews, they have to be funny all the time. Kevin Hart, when if you have if we have Kevin Hart on this show, if he's not funny on the show, then it's not Kevin Hart. All right, tell you what, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. Pop, all right, do, yep. Pop. <laughs> no, <laughs> he wasn't ready. Uh, how we get off of that that quick? But anyway, yeah. no. Um, anyway, it's true. Yeah, so let's <laughs> move on to our hot tag news this week. Uh, yes, Twisted Sister. I mean, yo, mm-hmm. I mean, the genius behind some of these things that I come up with. I mean, you know, you got <laughs> Twisted Bliss is her finisher. Mm-hmm. Then it's rumoring of her being sister. At- Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Question is, is Alexa Bliss Sister <laughs> Abigail? Um, you know, after the atrocity that was... Friday Night Smackdown. Um, I do have to say that, and, and, and yeah. most specifically, the Firefly Funhouse. All right, we can begin in that. Um, I think Alexa Bliss is absolute gold to what she's doing right now with this whole thing. Okay. Do I want her to be Sister Abigail? No, I no. do not. I want her to be the Twisted Bliss. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. who she needs to be. That's it's who she's name. showing us who she's being. Um, th- this is that's her. That that she, my wife has been saying it for a long time, and I didn't take her word for it. But she's absolutely right, my wife. That Alexa Bliss is one of those women that you believe what she is saying when she says it. There's something right. about her that grabs your attention and is just like, I believe what she's saying. I feel what you say. You know, like you always say, are you acting like a wrestler? Are you acting mm-hmm. like a person? Like, no, this is who she, she becomes that character. Um, whether yeah. it be a face or a heel, her face is not as great as the heel. Um, but this is a whole other level what yeah. she's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really enjoying it. I do not want her to be sister Abigail. I do not want her near Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, yeah, no. Well, but uh, the one thing I do like is the fact that they're that they really sticking with this thing with Bray Wyatt that anybody that faces Bray Wyatt changes. Yep, I really do like that. Now, the one thing they do need to do is step away from that, don't do it all the time. Yep, which is why it's good that they don't have Bray Wyatt uh facing somebody and this and that. Um, because think about it, every just about every person that he's faced has changed. Even Roman. Yeah. You know, I was just about to say, well, there's Roman, but look what happened. Turned heel. Alexa Bless, look what's that going on with her. Braun Strowman, look what's going on with him. Motherfucker shaved his head. Um, <laughs> and the, and the other people. The, the, honestly, the only one that hasn't changed or done nothing, obviously, is um, what the hell is his name? Jesus, he fought him in Saudi Arabia. Goldberg. Uh, he's the only one, and 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 on his selfish part, he didn't want to lose to the fiend and anything else. So I mean, he he's not a team player. So, <laughs> um, but should Alexa Bliss be the uh, the sister Abigail character? I'm gonna say no. She's got to be something totally different, but still maintain the fact that Bray Wyatt was associated with it. So that 
I'm down for, but to have her be Sister Abigail, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't want her to be Sister Abigail. And the question we put out there was, is she? And uh, 45% of the people said yes, and 55% of the people said no. She is not Sister Abigail. So uh, Mm. looks like the people are on our side, Tony. They're on our side. Wow. Alrighty then. Sure. And again, if you guys have any more hot tag news that you want us to go over, we are on Facebook, people. Just drop a line on there and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> All right. You know what? It's time for a break. Unless we got something more. Do we got anything more? No, this is this is no. been great. Like this is that week where it's just like we don't got another pay-per-view. <laughs> um, but what we do have coming up is this week in wrestling, and we do have another WWE versus AEW superstar. Um, so we'll be back right after this break. Hey, this is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. Hey, everybody. Ted DiBiase, the main dollar man. Make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. <laughs> and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. Get yourself a shirt from Wrestling POV Podcast or Wrestling POV Global for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Um, also, go to CollarNevoBrand.com. Save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that we have four shows on our networks of iTunes, YouTube, Popping, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free. That includes Wrestling POV Podcast, the show you're listening to right now every Saturday where we cover WWE Wrestling. On top of that, we have WPOV Global with TJ Logan and Elio Canella as they cover uh, AEW, New Japan, NXT UK, Impact Wrestling, and more. And also we have on our Facebook page, and is now currently going to be on all of our networks, uh, WPOV Quarantine. Where we have mm-hmm. host TJ Logan, uh, Elio Canella, and sometimes Tony Diaz, Rick Serrano the Third, and an abundance of wrestlers um, from around the world that come together and discuss uh, different various topics of the wrestling world. And let's not forget our newest show, Wrestling POV Aftermath, where we cover pay-per-views right after, thus the name Aftermath. Um, with that being said, it's time for This Week in Wrestling. Tony. Yeah, so right on to Raw Notes. I'm going to do my low points of Raw. For me, the lowest point I gave a .52 was the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Andrade. Yeah. Um, which I hated to do it, but I had to because they keep going with this storyline. And yeah. for what? They're teasing the fact that them two are going to turn on each other, whatever, and, and they're doing it with the Street Profits again. And here I go again by saying this. If you didn't get rid of AOP, you could have had another storyline going. End this shit with Garza and Andrade already. I'm just getting tired of it. It It's just... I'm like, stop. Just cut it out. Um, There was a few uh, 2.5s. The fact that uh, uh, Cedric finally turned. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, But I haven't taken them serious yet. No, I haven't taken them. I think it's probably because I've seen him as a good guy, a baby face all this time. Um, and then now he's with the Hurt Business. I mean, towards the end, I started to see it. I'm like, okay, well, he transitioned pretty good. Wasn't that bad, but it was. I was still thrown off by it a little bit. Um, the highest point of Raw, and you're going to laugh at me with this one, Rick. Dominic versus Murphy. 
Murphy made Dominic shine in this match. Yes. It wasn't Dominic. Dominic did what he was supposed to do, and the kid is improving every week. But I will say this. They need to stop. They need to end this. They do. What they did with uh, Murphy, I had no problem with. I thought it was pretty cool. They involved the whole Rey Mysterio family. <laughs> but I found out that Dominic is going to be facing Seth on Monday Night Raw. In a cage. In a cage. So they need to stop. They need to end it. The, the, the kid is doing good. But WWE's problem is that if it's good and people are getting and they're getting good reaction from the people, they're gonna keep doing it. And it's like, no, stop. Like just like I just mentioned with Garza and Andrade, they keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And before, and, and you know it, right? I used to rate those guys really, really high when they would have their matches with Street Profits, yep. and it went all the way down to a damn point five. Well, let me tell so you this: that, What do you stop. think about Dominic once again? In the main event picture on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. yeah. I Honestly, you know what? I have to say this. It has to do with Ray. I can yeah, I guarantee mean, it. That's got to be ruffling feathers Ray, in the back, right? It, oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But at the same time, there is an end game to this. They're trying to milk this for what they can right now. And I, I, I'm telling you, I think Ray has a lot to do with this because of the simple fact that he turned down a lot of money from AEW yeah. to stay with WWE. So I'm pretty sure Ray was just like, listen, AEW, and I'm just making this up, folks. It's not real. I'm pretty sure he went and said, AEW is offering me $1.5 million to jump ship over there. What are you going to do for me? And I'm pretty sure Ray was just like, I tell you what, let my son wrestle da 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 X, Y, Z. In the main event, this, 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 I'll stay with you guys' company. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, shit like that happens. And I have to say, as a dad myself, if I was able to negotiate like that and, and be able to have my daughter go into them, I'll do it. I ain't going to lie. I'll do it. And a lot of people, would they'll do the same shit. So stop, stop. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> if you're able to do it, you would do it. No, it's true. So I think, I think Ray has a lot to do with it. But then again, you're right, though, Rick. At me being a, a worker and seeing that, yeah, I would be. There would be a little bit of a jealousy in my, in my part too to be like, "Yo, been working a lot more longer than this dude, and he's in the back." So yeah, no, I agree with that. But you know, it's 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 all Ray. This is all Ray, and the reason why another reason why I'm saying that is because. Listening to Dominic's interviews, he does want to start from the very bottom. He's just like, I want to keep on learning. I want to constantly learn and to grow and da da da. I don't want it. I don't want nothing given to me. So, with this all happening, it to, to me and to everybody else, it looks like it's being given, given to him. But I'm, like I said, I know Ray has something to do with this. I know he does. But I will give Dominic credit, though, because he is improving every time I see him. His confidence level is going up yes. big time. So, to, to but again, after this, Seth has got to end, though. It's got to end and send that boy down to NXT where he can probably be elevated even more. Who knows? But uh, it's very smart on Ray's part. I give him credit if it does have anything to do with him. Um, Cedric Hill, though, and my side notes, um, like I said, in the beginning, I was just like, oh, okay, they're doing this now. 
great, awesome. <laughs> but then it was somewhere in the middle. I was just like, huh? Nah, I'm not feeling it. What I did like though was something Benjamin coming out questioning yes. his ass. Yes, that I like. That's what I've been saying. That- MVP can't be the only guy talking. Someone yeah, else has yeah. to do something. And <laughs> like Benjamin is just taking pins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I do, I, I'm telling you, I do like that little segment with Benjamin when he was, like, questioning him and da-da-da. But then overall, towards the end, when they were all standing tall, I dug it. I liked it. Yeah. I think they need to meet, add a female character maybe to this group. And that let that person be the, the, the voice of the Hurt Business instead of MVP. Uh, maybe throw Selena Vega in there. Like, she gets tired of those two guys and jump shit with the Hurt Business and have the Hurt Business jump them, and all of a sudden, now they're baby faces. Yeah. Um, that's a quick storyline that could happen. Will it work? I don't know. I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm tired of this Garza, Garza and Andrade back and forth thing. It's like, okay, dudes, it's getting old. Stop. Overall, though, I gave Raw 1.95 this wow. week. Not too shabby. Um, there, but there was a lot of uh, hiccups. Yeah. Um, for me, the uh, I gave a, a couple of low points. Uh, Raw Underground, Black versus KO, gave it a point five. How you go yeah. to commercial and go into other stories <laughs> in between. Um, did not mm-hmm. like that. And then you have this fucking Daba fucking guy just taking them both out. Did not yeah. like that at all. Um, do want to say, but, but you know what though? The, this uh, same thing as I said with the uh, uh, Dominic. I'm gonna say the same thing with the Underground. They better get somewhere with this shit fast yeah. and end it because yeah, um, I agree. We were right. Alistair Black did use a black contact, um, mm-hmm. not a full eye one, um, but all right, that's all right. Yeah, I mean it's kind of probably difficult to fight with a full eye contact, but uh, <laughs> all right. Um, sure. yeah, uh, I do have to say another little point was Cesaro Nakamura backstage with the Street Profits or in the ring. I gave that a point five. Um, you didn't like that? Why? No, I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. The Street Pro- I like Cesaro Nakamura, but the Street Profits are too over the top. It's mm. just like, are you comedy? Are you supposed to be taken serious? Like, this is like yeah. with the New Day. I don't get when mm. I'm supposed to take you serious. When you start talking loud. Or, like, when you start gyrating. Like, when do I take you seriously? Um, yeah. And then uh, another point five I gave to the Mysterio family in the Murphy promo. It's just, <laughs> why you guys... Come on. The mom the mom looks like she needs to fart. Like, I get it, what she's going for. But girl, man, loosen up a bit. You know? Like... And I mean that with all the disrespect in the world. Like, <laughs> just let it out, girl. Wow. Oh. Um, wow. And um, uh, I, before I get to my high point, I want to get into the side notes. Uh, Drew McIntyre, your fucking jaw is supposed to be fucking fractured, and you're talking yeah. so clearly. <laughs> when he first went into the ring, I was like. That guy is fucking doing a great fucking job because he didn't open yeah. his mouth. He didn't yeah. fucking move his facial features. He just kicked him and he just stood huffing and puffing, but he didn't open his mouth at all because I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. he's either selling that he got a fractured jaw or maybe his jaw is wired shut, you know? And then all of a sudden he goes to the back with this fucking Adam Pierce guy who I'm getting sick of. Um, 
goes to the back and he starts talking. And I'm just like, come on, man. And then you got three fucking segments with this guy. Come on. <laughs> Did not like that. And I'm going to shock you and I'm going to shock the world. With oh. my high point. Dominic and Murphy, I gave it three. <laughs> that was my highest point. Um, that sunset... Uh, flip power bomb that he did through the table. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. That was yeah. nice. I was on my way to give it a 2.5, and when he hit that bomb, I said, okay. All right, yeah. that was good. Murphy's placement was perfect. The table was set up perfectly. I thought it was a, a great job. Again, the referee had to tell Mrs. Mysterio to fucking hit the guy because she was yeah. so fucking hesitant. Let it out, mm-hmm. girl. Let <laughs> it out. The daughter had no problem. The daughter was <laughs> no, all she in didn't. it. She was like, what? Bang! What? Bang! Like, she had no problem. Um, I do have to say, I, uh, the problem also, Royce and Billy eh, could have been better. But then again, mm-hmm. this is what we were expecting. These matches yeah. are not going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I gave Raw this week a 1.5. Um, wow. On to NXT. Um, NXT dropped the ball on this one, and I'll tell you why. Finn Balor and Adam Cole should have been the main event. And and, yeah. and this is your championship. This is your number mm-hmm. one championship match. Now, say if it was a women's championship match inside the cage, then absolutely do that. But yeah. Rhea Ripley no, and Mercedes Martinez has no business being the main event just because they're in a steel mm-hmm. cage. Especially the mm-hmm. way the match was. Um, if anything, it should have been reversed. Yeah, it should have been opening. They should have yep. started with that yep. and then ended with Finn and Adam Absolutely. Cole. Absolutely. Um, I did give Finn Balor and Adam Cole a, a 3.5. The match mm-hmm. could have been a lot better. I think they could have added a lot yeah. more. But because mm-hmm. of it being the opening, I don't think they were given the time they needed. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I do have to say uh, my lowest point was that fucking Gargano and Tegan Knox dinner. Point five. Why are you doing this? Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm also going to throw this out there. Um, A dream. Uh, What's his name? Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Defeating Adonis. I gave that a one. The only reason why I gave it a one is because Kushida came out. Otherwise, what? Velveteen, take the fucking hat off. Why are you fighting with a a doobie and a fucking Um, hat? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? It's just like, I, I, enough is enough. And, and wait till yeah. I get into AEW. But enough is enough with this <laughs> bullshit with Velveteen Dream. I am so over it. Yeah. And and not only the character I'm over, I'm over the person. We already went down this line. Same thing with fucking Pat Patterson. There's mm-hmm. something sketchy about this guy. And mm-hmm. things are not adding up. I know he's 23, 24 years old. I know that mistakes happen. But he's being uh, accused of a serious fucking act and we're mm-hmm. we're gonna keep putting him on fucking TV I don't even want Kushida near this guy like yeah. like that's how serious it is with him um and I just didn't enjoy the match at all um overall yeah. I gave NXT a 1.6 and I will oh, say wow. this uh Timothy Thatcher once again I'm gonna like I love this guy his promo was so fucking good <laughs> pointing out the weak points like you know what he's doing? He's doing what Drew Gulak tries to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Timothy no, Thatcher brings you. that fucking dark entity to it, and it's just like, mm-hmm. that's what Drew Gulak's trying to do. I get it. <laughs> so, overall, again, uh, NXT at 1.6 this week. What about you? 
Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. The Candace LeRae and Jimmy Gargano segment with Tegan Knox, I was like, no, no. What are they? What are they? I gave it a point five. Yeah, that was uh, it was terrible. Stop. Three man. segments. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, the other low point, too, I agree exactly with you. I didn't even give it a one, though. I gave it a point five, which was Velveteen Dream versus Adonis. I mean, yeah, great, you know, because Sheeta came in. But, I mean, it was good. But I was, like, upset at the same time because I'm, like, the, I don't know why it came into my head like that. But I was, like, shit. I mean, is Kushida really going to job out to Velveteen Dream? No, they got to give this guy a win, a big win. And that would be a big win. Yeah. Uh, the highest points for me was the Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. I gave it a three. Good match, but I wanted it more. Yeah. I wanted it something different about it. I under, understand the respect level and all this other shit. Yeah, that's great, but there was something missing. But it was still a good match. Still a good match. Uh, the other three I gave was the Mer- Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley in the cage. I, pre- I I loved what they did. They did go all out. I know there could have been a little bit more to this match also. I gave it a three. Robert Stone, no, I didn't want him to be involved. He got involved, and that, that took a lot. For yeah. me, that took a lot away from that match. So I was just like, oh, if, they, if he wasn't involved and then just made these two go toe-to-toe with each other, it, it would have been that much better. But then again, just like what we said, I think it should have been reversed. I think uh, they should have started with this match, start hot, and then end hot. They did either way, but I I rather would have seen the the cage match first, then Finn Balor and Adam Cole last to end the show with. Because that's your heavyweight title, people. That's what you end with. You don't end it with the, 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 no, I just didn't agree with it. Overall, I gave it a 1.75. All right. Uh, so. Now it's time for AEW Dynamite. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Whew. This was a tough one to watch. Um, yeah. I do want to say I laughed hysterically with Jericho and MJF opening the show. That promo was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, I do want to say uh, Brody Lee versus Dustin, I gave that a three. I thought that was the match. I thought it was in the right spot. Um, uh, TJ Logan said maybe not. Um, that that should have, but I don't see anything else on this card that I put in that main event spot. Um, so I, I, I did enjoy that match. Um, my lowest point on the card, there were just a bunch of ones. Uh, Jurassic Express defeating the Lucha Bros. I don't get it. I don't get what they see in Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy, okay, but Luchasaurus and fucking Marco Stunt. This guy got to separate himself from them. Stop going by yeah. Jungle Boy. Go by yeah. fucking Matt Perry's son. That's a better fucking name. <laughs> or Luke Perry. Where the yeah. fuck is it? <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Rest in peace. Um, Orange Cassidy defeating Angelico. And, and uh, like they said on fucking Global, how they were the commentary was trying to get Angelico over as a fucking submission artist. First mm, of all. He's not. Big, tall, lanky guys are usually not uh, submission artists because they have too much fucking body. So it's kind of difficult to do that. And then you got this dude hitting a Superman punch to finish it? The orange (laughs) punch? You guys are jokes. (laughs) That is a fucking joke. And then then Santana Ortiz and the best friends. End this shit. End it Mm. now. End it. End it. Um, Another one. Jericho and Hager defeating Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Now, 
I said about Velveteen Dream, Sunny Kiss is going a bit too much. Uh, it's doing a bit too much. Yeah. Um. I. You, there's no way I'm gonna ever take Sunny Kiss seriously. There's yeah. no way. When he fought fucking uh, Cody Rhodes, that mm-hmm. was the moment where we start taking him fucking serious. And then True. you go backwards, and you go and you start mm-hmm. making. Now you got him wearing fucking panties in the fucking ring. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to take him seriously? I'm not going up against about uh, androgynous stuff or trans... Like, I'm not going against that. Mm-hmm. But you want me to take this man seriously, but he's not taking himself seriously. Yeah. He's doing a lot of ass shaking and fucking uh, upside down flips. And again, mm-hmm. this is a huge problem that I have. And it has to do with black wrestlers not being taken seriously because of the characters that they're given or they're coming up with because they don't feel like they can be taken. That's why I asked you about Liv Morgan. Like the mold of wrestlers that they have. Like if you're not blonde, blue eyes, whatever, then you're not going to be a top woman's wrestler. If you're not chiseled from head to toe and you're not light skinned, you're not going to be taken serious as a male wrestler. And so we're getting, like, that one thing I hate, I don't like Isaiah Scott Swerve, whatever the fuck his name is, because now they're adding rap to his wrestling. That has nothing to do with wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, let's fucking take seriousness and add it to our wrestling and and make it about the storytelling. Um, Well, well, the biggest problem is that they're trying to add more character when they shouldn't have. Yeah, they're adding, it's too much. It's extra. Pull back. Um, another one, Nyla Rose defeating Tay Conti. What? Tay Conti was running that match. And, mm-hmm. and you have Nyla Rose just fucking pick him up, put him down. That's it. And another one, Ricky Starks promo. Why are we having Ricky Starks out there? You know? <laughs> and you know what, Tony? I, I've gone But not on only and, that, just the fact, too, that fucking Taz, Taz. was right there. Yeah. And, In comments, oh, made you know, it worse. I'm looking at my list and I see a bunch of ones and I realize there is a point five. So <laughs> erase all those ones. The point five <laughs> I gave to FTR Celebration. And you know what yeah. really drove this home? When fucking FTR took napkins and threw it at Luchasaurus and he fucking acted like he got hit. <laughs> They're fucking <laughs> napkins, bro. Look back at it. He throws napkins in his face and he's like, oh... Are you serious? <laughs> you know, I wish I could have given AEW a lot lower of a score than I did. I gave it a 1.5, but honestly, it was just really fucking bad. And I oh. and and ugh, it was really bad. Um I'm I'm just looking for like even the fucking Rusev thing. How why are you mm. doing that to like Rusev? You dropped the ball on that and then the best man that's what you're going yeah. by? Ugh. AEW was... And then the crowd, and then the crowd trying to chant, Miro Day, Miro Day. And yeah. then he goes, that has a nice ring to it. Oh, my God. God you want to stay away from WWE, but you're doing WWE shit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> overall, AEW, 1.5. It was just really bad. Um, well, I, I got a couple of point fives, and uh, a lot of them I did agree with you with. Uh, the Matt Hardy promo. Point five. I'm like, all right, we know he got hurt. Why is he back out there? Take a day off, yeah. brother. Stop. Just stop. Uh, and then them showing his wife and kid. and uh, It's just like, come on, man. No. That's something that, sh- that was a wasted segment, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I agree. Just sorry. The other point five I gave is absolutely right. 
Nyla versus Ty Conti. These guys, AEW, they got an issue. Their biggest problem is that when they're debuting these people, they're, they're, they're giving them losses right off the bat. Sorry. So far, every single person that's shown up there, we're still waiting on Matt Cardona, but every single person that's been debuting has lost. Okay? I'm like, you gotta be, you can't be serious with this. Ty Conti came out with emotion. She was happy. She was very emotional. And you made her lose? Really? I gave it a 0.5. I gave it a 0.5. I was like, I was so disappointed. And again, the Miro, aka Rusev. Why, bro, I understand. I get it. That's fine. You you didn't want you were trying to grab that brass ring and and you know what? Maybe it was because of your wife. It's because <laughs> you didn't get that brass ring. Okay. <laughs> but why mention that in your pro? It's stupid. You want to stay away from WWE, but you keep doing WWE shit. AEW is constantly doing a uh, WWE shit by mentioning their Twitter, by mentioning their freaking Twitch handle. Throwing jab, constantly throwing jabs. I'm sorry to say, but WWE is living rent free in AEW minds. Yeah. Okay. It's it's getting stop. Just cut it out. Jesus, man. Uh, the highest moment I gave was the Brody Lee versus Dustin. I gave it a three. I thought this match was good. I didn't think it was going to be good. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I really didn't. But they shocked me with it, and I got to be honest. I gave it a three overall. And then I'll go to my side notes on it. I did give it a 1.69. This was a bad AEW. It wasn't good. I don't know what people saw in this AEW freaking show. It was bad. Now my side notes, and then I hope you agree with me on this, Rick. But the same thing WWE is doing with Garza and Andrade, they're doing with the Lucha Bros? Yeah. (laughs) It's been what? I mean, come on. Look at it. Think about it, too. It's like, seriously? Are we really doing this? So we're really doing this. And again, like I said in my sign notes, still throwing jabs at WWE. Uh, either mentioning about the Twitch handle or, or the brass ring. Uh, and then even Brody Lee doing some shit about WWE. You want to be your own entity. You want to be your own separate organization. You want to stand out better. That's fine. I got no problem with that. But when you constantly throw in WWE in your segments... Guess what? They're living rent-free in your damn minds, and you're making them stand out more. You, you're showing that it's, you're letting it bother you. And I'm sorry to say, how I look at wrestling is just like how you look at your job employment. Yeah, you might tell your best friend that, yeah, that other job sucked and da-da-da-da-da, but God forbid, if you ever have to lose your job and you wanted to go back, guess what? You couldn't go back. You, you really going to tell me Rusev is really going to go back to WWE after what he just said? Brody Lee, same thing, constantly taking jabs at these guys. No job lasts forever, okay? And I'm sorry to say, you know, you look at WWE, who are lifers now in WWE? I I could say John Cena is. I could say Seth Rollins is, Roman, but not too many. There's not a lot. Think of it this way, Bret Hart, after the Montreal Screwjob, I'm telling you, if we had this podcast then, I would say the same thing, that Bret Hart will never, ever go back because of what he just did. But guess what? Money talks and bullshit walks. Yep. And what happened? He did go back. And I'm sure he took a pay cut for sure. Exactly. He took a fucking pay cut. You look at other people who, and you know what? Honestly, I tip my hat off to Dean Ambrose because he did it the right way. Yeah. He did. And then, and then on top of that, 
He really didn't take jabs at WWE, but he did take a little bit of a jab. Yeah. But they wouldn't. But I, I'm telling you right now, they'll take him back in a heartbeat. And I'll tell you one thing else. You know what? And I'm glad you brought him up. I was very impressed with his promo. I really enjoyed it. Because mm-hmm. it was just like, he's like, son of a bitch. Man, yeah. this just gets harder. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I was just like, and he's like, but I'm the number one guy. And mm-hmm. that goes to his PWI stuff. And it's just like, yeah. that. that's who I want. You know? Yeah. And no, I agree. That, and, and he should be closing out shows. He should yes. be uh, main eventing shows. And, and mm-hmm. not, not to get on Dustin or, or Brody Lee. Because it was a title opportunity. But he should be involved in more storylines in this promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, backstage yeah. promos does work. But uh, I would like to see him more. Um, mm-hmm. And I do have to say this, Tony. Um, there is something going on that every time I turn on AEW, I'm just seeing a guy that is not in shape. Now, I am in no means in great shape. But I'm also <laughs> not a restaurant TV. Um yeah. Chris Jericho, right? That's one yeah. that everybody takes shots at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck Taylor of the Best Friends has a guy done a sit-up. <laughs> Joey Janela is no... First of all, the he has Hank Hill ass syndrome. His ass is nowhere to be found. He's a SpongeBob square ass, and he got a fucking gut. Why Jesus. are these guys not working out? And that's just three yeah. that I saw this week. I've known to be watching a oh, oh Penta, he's not in shape. He's got a beer yeah. belly now. Yeah, it's like what's <laughs> happening with the standards? Why are we not taking our standards seriously? AEW, mm-hmm. WWE has a bunch of out of shape guys. They're either heavyweights, main eventers, or fucking joke characters. You got Chris yeah. Jericho now talking about tag team championships. You got fucking mm-hmm. the best friends every fucking week. On TV. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Darby <laughs> Allen hasn't picked up a weight in fucking 10 years. <laughs> he just picked up a skateboard. That's it. Jesus. That's it. Um, uh, another thing, too, on my side notes, and it's funny because you mentioned him earlier, too, was Angelico. I'm sorry to say, but Angelico is very, very underrated. Yes. And honestly, they're not using him correctly in AEW. Watch, watch, him, watch his matches on, on Lucha Underground. He's he's he is very for me he's very underrated. I I don't know who that other guy is. I forgot his name. But either way, and Helico needs to be a, a singles wrestler. Leave him as a singles wrestler. He's got a lot of character. You just really got to look at his style. And for a big lanky guy, he does do a lot of lucha moves that he he impresses me with. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But, uh, yeah, again, overall, my uh, AEW is 1.69. All right. So this week we have our Wednesday Night Delight, even though it was on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. We're not going to change the name because they changed days. All right. Yeah, Wednesday Night go Delight. back eventually. Yes. Next week they're back on Wednesdays. Uh, NXT is currently Well, they don't ahead. know yet. They said they, they might even be on Thursday. <laughs> all right, Tony. You know what? They don't know. You know they're what? saying the playoffs, the basketball playoffs. All right. That's all right. NXT is up 30 to AEW's 15. Um, This week, I have to go with NXT. I think they had a good opening, a good ending. The middle wasn't that great. But anything is better than what AEW put out this week. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going with uh, NXT. Um, TJ and Elio also went with NXT. 
And I'm sure you oh, wow. also went with NXT. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's funny because I got NXT at 1.75 and AEW at 1.69. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I had uh, pretty close. I had uh, mm-hmm. AEW at 1.5 and NXT at 1.6. So oh, wow. <laughs> it wasn't that much better. It was just... No. Yeah, it was bad. But uh, so NXT <laughs> goes up 31 to AEW's 15. And guys, we're coming up on the one-year mark. Of yes. AEW versus NXT. So we will be crowning a, cam- a champion in the next coming weeks. And we will start all over. Hopefully AEW learns from their first year in the business. I think they have a lot of potential to be great. I think they get distracted very easily on what WWE yeah. is doing. And yeah. I think if they pull away from that and become their own entity, they will do great things in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. It is now time for the SmackDown Breakdown. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what happens sometimes? Uh, SmackDown would open up a show, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, not bad. And then they go and ruin it. Um, yeah. I felt like it started off great with Heyman, Roman, and Cousin Jay. I wonder where they fucking got that from. <laughs> Like, really, WWE? Can we get a little fucking credit? Cousin Jay? <laughs> really? Like, seriously. That is true. Cousin yeah. Jay is what we're calling him now. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great opening. And then Sheamus came out. And Corbin came out. And it just was like, what are we doing? Like, what are mm-hmm. we seriously doing here? And you know what? The highest point. And it, it shouldn't have been the highest point. It was uh, Bailey's promo. I gave it a two. Um, mm. I was not so impressed by this. I looked at it and I was just like, wow. <laughs> this could have been a lot better. Hopefully, yeah. we're not making a mistake here and putting Bailey on top of the mountain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um uh Jeff Hardy's nine eleven makeup. I thought that was awesome. I, yeah, I was really liked cool. the, the the American yeah. flag thing. Um I do not agree with fucking giving Nikki Cross another title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, where the fuck yeah. is Naomi? I think Naomi has a gripe. I think she has a point here. <laughs> I pinned Bailey a couple of weeks ago. Why am mm-hmm. I not in the Fatal 4-Way? And you know what? That Fatal 4-Way should have been a point five. I gave it a 1 only because of Alexa Bliss and what she did. But you have Alexa Bliss leave that match, and you have this match in the hands of Nikki Cross, Tamina, who can't move, and fucking Lacey Evans, who is as green as they come. When is she going to learn to wrestle? Because these three women... (laughs) a little bit better. A little bit. um, But these three women should not be in the same ring at the same time ever again. Um... (laughs) So bad. And, and giving Nikki Cross another title opportunity, I don't yeah. see why. I don't get it. But the lowest point I gave was a point five to the Firefly Funhouse. Are we fucking stupid? Why are you treating us this way? Why? Why? <laughs> what the fuck? When he went to pull out this parrot out the box, I said, oh, no. They are not using Alexa Bliss and Sister Abigail. Then I said, oh, no, maybe Maybe Bo Dallas opens up that fucking door. But no, it's mm. a fucking Vince McMahon puppet. And then when he's like, well, I'm going to give you a special advisor. I said, Bo Dallas. Yes, <laughs> he's coming out. <laughs> and it's a fucking walrus puppet. 
<laughs> Obviously, they're going to a Paul Heyman fucking Roman Reigns fiend thing going towards a, a Hell in a Cell, I'm assuming. Yeah. Why? This was the worst <laughs> Firefly Funhouse by far. Mm-hmm. Um, SmackDown really dropped the... SmackDown got a 1.2 this week. And don't get me started on Sami Zayn's bullshit. That shit <sighs> was just ridiculous. 1.2. What do you got? Wow. Well, uh, you know what? I said this, and I and I'll keep saying this. Every single time SmackDown goes into something great, like last week's show, yep. they fucking drop the ball the following week. Why do they keep doing that? Seriously, know. why do they keep doing that to themselves? Last week's show was a great show. Yeah. And then and then they come. They you give me this the following week. Yeah. This was your part two. Get the fuck out of here like with that Like, they can't go bullshit. back to back. Like, they cannot go it's back to back. It's hard for yeah. them to go back to back. And that was their problem last year. Yeah. I think, no, I think one time maybe they went back to back where we voted that SmackDown was a good show two weeks in a row. Yeah. Because I remember, I think you were saying that, uh, call it a comeback. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the, t- last night's SmackDown, nothing was over or two. The lowest point for me, honestly, was the Roman promo when Jay came out, uh, and then Corbin comes out, then yeah. Sheamus came out, then Matt. It was like, wait, what the? Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Not Matt. Matt didn't even come out in this segment, but uh, Corbin and Sheamus when they came out too, it was, I was just like, really? You guys are taking away Jay's shine that quick? Yep. Uh, a rumor I heard, and you're gonna laugh at this one, is that there were. Uh, is that they're thinking about doing the the finger poke of doom with Jay and, and Roman oh, at no. Class of Champions. What do you think about that? No. No. <laughs> no. Do not do that. Do not yeah. do that. That's rumor going around that, that something similar to that might happen. So we'll see. Well, what we'll does see. Jay get out of that? Exactly. Well, he'll join the the bloodline, I guess, with uh, with the the tribal chief there. That's so um, stupid, tribal chief. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, that was the lowest point. I get there was a lot of one point fives in this match. Um, the highest point, though, there was a couple of them. Um, it was unfortunate. It was weird because they started off shitty and with the same people that I gave a fucking two at the at the last part of the show was Corbin and Sheamus versus Roman and Jay. I gave it a two, but the other two I gave was Nikki Cross versus Alexa versus Tamina and Lacey Evans. And the reason why I gave it a two is because of what Alexa was doing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Alexa made this damn match. Yep. Giving the sister Abigail and then all of a sudden being in a little trance and just walking off. <laughs> that was the only thing. Yeah. No side notes because I was so disappointed in this show yeah. and angry because of the simple fact that they had a great show last week. And you fucked it up last fucked night. Fucked it up. Um, all right. Come so on, let's people. go into Raw versus SmackDown versus I gave, NXT. I gave oh, go ahead. Sorry. Raw, SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I gave SmackDown a 1.56. Wow. Terrible. Um, Terrible. Now, let's go into Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Yeah, let's go into that right now. Uh, sure. Raw has a 9. <laughs> NXT has 8. And SmackDown has 4. Um, for me, this week it was a bad week of wrestling overall. I think it was uh, nothing, nothing really two. Uh, stood out to me. Um, I do have to say, though, 
uh, the highest grade I've gave out to all of the shows combined, including AEW, was a 3.5, and that was to Finn Balor and Adam Cole. So just mm. based off of that alone, I'm going to go with NXT, Raw, and then SmackDown. What do you got? Well, I have Smack... Uh, not SmackDown. I have SmackDown's <laughs> last for me, number one. Uh, number two, I have Raw ahead of NXT, but, you know, by a few, not that much. Um, if I had to really pick, I gave more threes on NXT than I did Raw. So I'll go with NXT. All right. And uh, Elio Canella also chimed in, and he gave uh, NXT, SmackDown, and then Raw. Um, what the fuck was he watching? I, I think I think we got to have to just start asking TJ to give us his votes because <laughs> Elio, SmackDown. How he put SmackDown on second? <laughs> SmackDown was Terrible. hot garbage. All right, yeah. uh, it is now, so now uh, NXT and Raw are tied with nine oh, to wow. SmackDown's four. Um, wow. So something to look forward to. Uh, coming up next is our WWE versus AEW Superstar segment. Uh, last week we had Sheeta going head to head with Asuka. This week, WWE Superstar The Miz is going head to head with AEW Superstar MJF. Wow. Now this is something that people have been talking about for a long time. They compare these two guys together and they always say, I'm not going to say yet, who they give the slight (laughs) edge to. A lot. Well, I will tell you this. WWE fanboys, go with The Miz. <laughs> AEW fanboys, <laughs> go with MJF. Um, for me, Dang. I'm looking at this as... Uh, as uh, First of all, I have a lot of respect for what The Miz has done in this business. I yeah. think he wasn't given a... Uh, I don't want to say he wasn't given a fair shot. Because I think he was given an opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. A better opportunity than other people. I think he right. ran away with the opportunity he was given. And I he think did. that's what a lot of people don't give him credit for. Is that, yeah. yes, he was given this opportunity, but what he was given, what what they gave him, he ran away with it. And he took it to a, another stratosphere. He is right. probably one of the greatest IC champs of all time. If he gets another mm-hmm. title run as IC champ, he needs like nine days to have the most days as IC champion. Um, He'll be tied with Jericho for first place for most title reigns as IC champ. Um, Let's not forget he main evented WrestleMania where he defeated John Cena, which does Mm. not happen often. I know, right? Um, Albeit The Rock was there to help him out. Um, (laughs) And he was a great tag team champion with Morrison. uh, And Mm. he's done a lot of great things to... Make himself relevant again. There were times where yeah. he's he has never been hurt. He's always been there. Whether unless he was doing a movie, Miss is always there. Uh, that's yeah. one thing that you got to give credit to. Uh, when it comes to MJF, uh, I think his ability to talk is good. I don't think it's as great as what everybody gives him credit for. The best heel in the business. Just because he gives the finger to a kid, first of all, you give the finger to my kid, you get fucked up. All five foot two of you. All right. Um, I think, uh, and and that's one of his downfalls. I feel like it's one of those things where, um, as a heel, you have to have the ability to become unlikable by saying certain things. I think right. he goes out of his way 
to go against the grain. Yeah. And that's his downfall for him, for me mm-hmm. at least. Where it's just like you're trying so hard to be unlikable that you just say unlikable things. It's like cheap things, right. you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Cheap heat. Yeah, I think his in ring ability. When it comes to in ring ability, I will give MJF a slight edge over the Miz. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think the Miz is the best wrestler. I think he's a great talker. I think he's. Uh, uh, I think he's. I think he's great at what he does. Um, uh, MJF hasn't had a lengthy career, but I will say this: what he's shown me so far has been really, really good. But yeah. my decision on this WWE versus AEW, I'm going with the Miz, Mike Mizanin. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, no, same thing. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, the thing with the Miz is that he's been doing this a lot longer, and can get hated. A lot quicker, in my opinion. Uh, you're right. MJF for me is just like he does things to go a little bit over the top, and he's searching for it. And and for me, it's like when MJF does it. Now he's good at what he does. I'm not gonna take that away, but it looks like he's just looking for it all the time. And uh, he, sometimes he can be a little bit overdone when he does them. And it's like, okay, you you can talk. Let's see. Like like honestly. The way he was with um, Dean Ambrose, with John Moxley at the the AEW show before the pay per view, yeah. The way he acted and cut his promo, then I'm the best. Da, 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 that's the MJF that I like. Yeah. Um, the arrogant prick and this and that. That's fine. That's part of your character, and that's all good. But th- it just seems like sometimes he just looks for it, I guess, and that I don't like. Uh, the Miz, though. He just have this thing about him where you just hate his fucking guts. I hated him for the longest time. But then as time went on, I started to appreciate the heat that he was getting because it was a natural heat. It wasn't even, he wasn't even, he didn't even have to look for it. Yeah. It was there with the things that he said. The things that he done is like, wow, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I have to, if these two one-on-one promo versus promo would be Probably the best yeah. out of all these other matches that we have uh, put together. But I w- at the overall, at the end, who would win? I would give it to The Miz. All right. I would give it to The Miz. So now it is up to you. This is a hard one, though. The listeners, we're going to put up our poll, Miz versus MJF, and you guys get to comment and vote on who do you think would win between these two superstars. And then next week, next Friday on Wrestling POV Global, TJ Logan, Ellie Conella will have the pressure of giving their picks and responding and listening to what you have to say. So mm-hmm. be sure to check that out. All right, yeah. Tony, I think it's time to open up the book. May I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. All right, sure. Why not? Close in five minutes? Yeah. Okay. All well, right. all right. So <laughs> those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling. And then, you know, we just talk about it just to get a good laugh, you know, because we need a good laugh nowadays with this pandemic bullshit. Uh, hopefully things will dwindle down. So, <laughs> All right. Are we, are we ready with this? Yes. Let's go. Uh, Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> Guards' cousin Speedos Are they getting smaller? They're getting smaller they're, they're, What the fuck dude? He, he's on Sonny Kiss's level At this point <laughs> <laughs> 
Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. Um, you just, just say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something, but it, it yeah, wasn't yeah. just getting there. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus yeah, know, right? stays. MVP's all the brothers suit. Stays. Jericho and Khan's demo. That demo got shit. Stays. Ruby, I know, right? Ruby Riot's green weave. Um, I'm going to take it out just because it's so difficult for you to say. <laughs> I'm going to save you on that one. <laughs> Jesus. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Seth's man bun. Uh, He's still rocking it. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be rocking it. And I do want to say this. I think uh, this is the match where he gets taken out for a while. I think uh, Buddy should, Murphy yeah. uh, attacks him and takes him out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I hate to say this. Put your meat on my meat. <laughs> Michael Cole and Corey Graves. They stay, stay. with that fucking frost. Finn's tattoo. Finn's tattoos are, are atrocious. That how am I supposed to take you as a serious threat with a fucking <laughs> doodle on your arm? <laughs> Multiple doodles. Oh Lord. Uh, Rick sore throat. Yes, it stays. <laughs> WWE's eye obsession. Stays. They're, they're gonna do Sean's something. Sean's god awful beard. <laughs> we'll give it another week. All right. Uh, Dana Brooks face. <laughs> <laughs> you have to laugh at that because we haven't it's seen like, it since. Sonya Deville slapped the fucking yeah. face off. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Sasha's. <laughs> <laughs> she got the fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the Hurt Business. They stay, because I can't stand them. <laughs> Roman's Chapas. That's the... Yo, I cannot stop looking at his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that he he's not doing, like... Like, whenever he's doing a promo, it's at the side now. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do it directly into the camera, because yeah. I'm just like, all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally... Yeah, no, Angelo. Yeah, Angelo. That's just oh my god. That's all he did on SmackDown. Terrible, Jesus, man. I, I'm getting tired of hearing that. Oh my god. All right, you know what? That's the end of the show. Um, before we end it, though, we will at the very end actually we'll play a song off my playlist. It's the five second count. That's all Rick gets. That's all you get. And all you got to do is try to beat Rick. Try to beat the POV crew. Yeah. And uh, that's just how we I end got a good name for it. The five-second shuffle. Since you are shuffling. Five-second shuffle. There, there you, you go. go. Five-second shuffle. And uh, that's how we ride off into the sunset until next week. Well, we'll give you more content of what's going on in the wrestling world and uh, give our thoughts and opinions on Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and NXT. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, yeah. with that being said... I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel. Rick Sorrento, the third. And our intern. Miguel Cole, adios. All right, love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. All right, you ready? Five seconds. That's all you get, Rick. (laughs) Heat Slater. Yes. (laughs) One man band, baby. I got kids. I got kids. All right, best two out of three. Ready? Okay. Page. Yes, Page. Yes. All right, last one. All right.
Oh my god, who is that? I get the only clue that I will give you is that he is on NXT. Oh man. Why does that sound familiar? Now, mind you, he was he was a solo person. How about uh-huh. that? That's another one. He was a solo at one time. Well, no, he was actually a tag and then he he was so he was solo, but then now he's he's not that no more. Oh, currently uh, on NXT. Currently yep. on NXT. Wow. Yep. That's not Ugh. He's oh. married to a MMA, former MMA. No, is she an MMA? Oh, 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 Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they don't know the right. That, that is a good song. Yeah. 